Hello and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today I am joined with Hattie B. Hattie is a mom, a wife, a writer, and she is also a creator. The author of A Heart Worth Breaking, Volume 1, The Woman Behind Inspired Creations, a romance planning company, and the creator of a new guessing game called Oh, that's nasty, but is it? She is on her journey to live out her dreams and allow her talent to take the front seat. After writing for over 20 years, in the year 2020, she decided to pursue writing as a profession and journey into the world of music as a songwriter. On her road to success, she aims to inspire others, create generational wealth, and get a little bit more comfortable with stepping into her own light. Welcome to the show today, Hattie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. Monday is actually my favorite day of the week. <laughs> oh, not many people say that. Why? Why is it your favorite oh, day of the week? Man, Monday has always been my favorite day because I feel like it's when you get back to the business and, you know, Sunday is usually our relaxing and family time and all that. I'm so focused on all the things that I have going on. And I'm like, yes, Monday, because it's time to make calls, trying to get things done. So I just enjoy Monday. It's back to business, ready or not. So anybody <laughs> who's watching is like, I've got a case of the Mondays. I hope you're having a case of Hattie's Monday. <laughs> We're just rocking and rolling and cranking yeah. out things. That's yeah. awesome. That is such a great perspective to look at it. You know, yeah. you, so or. Sundays, like your, are Sundays your total relax? Like I don't do any work days, no writing. Not necessarily. No, 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 not necessarily. It's just that everybody else is back to work on Monday. So I can be more productive with everything I have going on because I need to reach out to other people. So Monday just happens to be my favorite day. And I know a lot of people live for the weekend, but by Friday, I'm probably tired. I'm like, eh. I was going to go out, but I'm not going to go out. You know, so I don't know if it's backwards or not, but that's how it is for me. I don't feel like it's backwards. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to segue just a second on this because this is so timely that you mentioned this. I was at the gym over the weekend with my brother and he's been forcing me, he's younger than me, and he's been yeah. forcing me to like push out of my comfort zone, wake up at four in the morning, go to the gym at five and like oh. ready to go work out. And an older gentleman, probably like 50s I'd say, came up to us and he's like, man, you guys are working hard for being in your 20s. You probably had a night of partying last night. And then like him and I were both like, eh, no, not, <laughs> not exactly. Like I'm in the next age bracket, you know, like we're both right. in our 30s. And yeah. he's like, well, you look like you're in your 20s. And, oh. I was, and I was like, well, wait a second. If we were partying all night, like chances are we wouldn't be at the gym at five in the morning. <laughs> so, right. So true. So yeah. True. So it's just the perspective of like, you know, as you said, like back at work back going right. at it and hitting the ground running. Yes. So I know we segued a little bit there, but <laughs> um, story time is always a great time. Uh, how did you find yourself into the writing? Because you've done so many creative things from writing and now into songwriting and also game creation. So let's dive into that story a little bit. 
Yeah, for sure. So as far as writing is concerned, I started writing when, so I tell, I tell my story as I started writing when I was 13. But apparently I started writing in the second grade. My sister brought me a box of stuff that I guess my parents had. And I have like my first poetry book is when I was in the second grade. But to me, I started writing when I was 13, like really getting into it and remembering the things that I've written and stuff like that. And I did it as an escape to just have a place to be completely free where I don't have to worry about judgment. I don't have to be, you know, um, I don't, I don't have to be critiqued. None of that. It's just a complete place of freedom. So I started doing that when I was 13 and I would just fill up these three subject, five subject notebooks and just put them away because once they were done, they were like, I didn't have a reason to really go back and read them. So uh, that's how I got started. And was it mostly like daily writings as some look at it today as like daily journalings as what were was happening in your life or was it creative aspects creative writing that you were doing or a mix it was definitely a mix so i want to say that it started out as an emotional outlet so it started out with one day i was just upset <laughs> and i just started writing because back then I wasn't really much of a talker, especially when it came to like, you know, my emotions and stuff like that. I kind of just held everything in. But if you hold it in so much, you're going to need something. You're going to need something, a, some way to let it out. So that's how the very first one for me started. And then after that, it just became a mix of things that I would see and it would inspire me to create something, hence the name Inspired Creations for my business. But it would inspire me to create. And so I would just end up writing a mix between how I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, what I'm imagining to be, like things that I want to see. And that's that's how I ran with it. And you mentioned that there weren't any judgments when you had this space that you created. Now, did you let others read what you wrote when you first started? Or was this totally like your space no judgments, <laughs> nobody entering your box. This is where my release is. Exactly. It was all mine. I did not let a single person read anything that I wrote. I didn't want to offend anyone, step on anyone's toes. You know, I didn't want anyone to misread. My biggest thing back then was they weren't going to read it the way that I wrote it. And so people read like in their own tone in their head. So if they, if you've never heard someone read it to you before, it's just like a song. You're not going to sing a song the same way the singer sang it. If you've never heard it, you're going to sing it however you interpret it. So for me, I never wanted someone to read my work and misinterpret it. So I did not let them read it. Um, a few years in, I started getting comfortable with letting like one or two family members listen to me read, but it has only been recently that I started sharing my work publicly. That took years for me to get comfortable with. And I'm still, I don't know if I'm comfortable, but I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if we ever hit this point of being completely comfortable, you know, as a creative, as somebody stepping out and doing something new, there's always that fear of judgment around. And yeah. 
the fear, you know, like what if somebody close to me thinks differently of me or, you know, a close family member or a close friend, it doesn't resonate with them or, you know, different things. But I have found that the more that you keep stepping out and the more that you keep posting things, sometimes Mm -hmm. that judgment and that fear of judgment just sort of drifts away it's like it's further extended away than it being like up close and personal that you once felt yeah I the more that I read I mean with certain family members I'm completely comfortable I read all types of stuff to them you know because I don't stick to any um, particular genre like I write about everything and anything it doesn't matter I wrote about a bird the other day that was chirping outside my window and he was just being loud and annoying <laughs> so I wrote this whole thing about it but um writing about love or whatever the case may be and I found that the more that I write like and that's the thing I pretty much write every day so I don't have like days where I'm like for this amount of time I'm gonna sit and write So I'm able to, you know, I'll call somebody as soon as I'm done. And I'm just like, hey, this is what I wrote. I want somebody, I want somebody to hear so I can say it out loud so I can see how you, you know, feel about it or whatever. But the judgment part is like, you just never know what somebody's in the mood to hear. If it's going to strike a chord with them, you don't know like how they're going to take it. And then, you know, it's just, I'm judged every day. You know, we're judged as soon as you walk out your door, as soon as you, you know, in so many ways. So I just wanted this place to be completely free for me, the place where I don't have to worry about anything. And I was always skeptical of like publishing and stuff like that, because I felt like you're just opening the floodgates for someone to critique your work. And, you know, if you're good enough. And for me as a writer, it's just like, I don't know if I'm good enough for you. Like, I'm just writing what's in my head so I can create space for new stuff. (laughs) That's it. And you mentioned something that's super key here. You know, like it's your space, but yet you're being, you know that the judgment and the criticism is potentially there. Right. Um, But it's at these points of when you continuously to step out and you know, if it's on your heart, it's there for a reason and it's meant to be shared with the world. So it's like this double-edged sort of like push pull. I know I need to do it. I don't want this other thing to happen because of it with the judgment. I feel like if once you put it out there, it's going to resonate with the right people. Sure. So some, people, <laughs> some people won't enjoy it, but then that's not part of your tribe, you know? Right. And you know what? It's so funny that you use that word because I'm on the quest to find my tribe. Like that's really where I'm at in life. Like where are the people that's for me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, where's my tribe? Where, where y'all at? I'm looking for y'all. Like find me. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the start. This is the start of it. Patty. Thanks. So you said, mentioned that you write about all sorts of things. And you, when did you dive into also doing songwriting? So are you doing like more short works? Tell us more about your works, I guess. Um, you know, I never, I never really thought about it. I, I truly haven't. As far as like writing songs. So I, 
I've been writing for a while and I started writing songs a while ago, like what I think a song would be, but I didn't know the technical structures and, you know, pop songs have this and R&B songs do this and country songs do this. Like I didn't know the technicalities of it. So I've been learning that over the past couple of months, you know, just teaching myself and um, vibing out with other creatives for them to, you know, and being a sponge letting it all come in so I can be better. That's one. So as far as writing songs, like I wrote a song for Brandy when I was a teenager because I loved her voice and I'm like, I want her to sing my song. And uh, I wrote a song that had like Mary J. Blige in mind because of the way that she, you know, sings. Um, but like these days, now that I'm actually writing and singers, you know, I have a friend that I work with and she actually sings the song like it's better because I'm working with her one-on-one we talk through things and work through things she had you know different melodies and stuff like that so I'm learning a lot right now and it's it wasn't until um, a friend of mine got stuck and she called me because she knew I was a writer and she asked me to help her out on you know figure out the next lines helped her and then that really was like oh I really do want to do this. Like I really want, I've wanted to be a songwriter for a long time, but like now that I've got a little taste of it and we hit the studio and I got to see like how everything kind of works. That's when I knew, I said, oh yeah, songwriter. I'm, I'm going to go that way. <laughs> I'm in it a hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Being in the studio, one of my good friends is a music producer and I've had the chance to be in the studio a couple of times. And as a creative, I just sit there and I listen and he brings me in. He's like, okay, like, just listen. I've got some new works. Like I need to know your feedback, just see what happens. And I'm like, oh, this is good. This is really good. Like maybe yeah. a couple of things here or there, but then yeah. it into this like vibe where it's just a space where everything sort of goes away and you just are in this moment of and then the creative inspiration just flows and I'm like I know you invited me here to help you out but this helped me out so much more (laughs) I just wanted to be a fly on the wall the first time I was like look I just want to go to the studio I I won't say anything I'll sit in a corner like I won't speak unless spoken to you know I just want to see what it's like so when I went and I, I didn't say anything. I was just sitting there, just cheesing from ear to ear because I'm just like, oh, this is so magical. I always wanted to know what happens when you go into these spaces. And so the first time I was just in awe of everything, just looking at everything, wanting to know, you know, just paying attention. I was just an observer. I was just paying attention to every little thing. And I was just like, this is amazing. The second time I was just like, yep, I could live here. I could live right in here working, writing, vibing with other creatives, like this is this is this is it for me. <laughs> this is what I want. And those are the spaces that are and moments that are so incredible. You know, when that instance just clicks. Yes. And for me, being in those moments, a lot of times it was not this fancy dream studio that we all see photos of or yeah. see videos of of top artists going into in New York or LA do you remember what that studio looked like for you when you first went in 
just yes. describe to the people who are listening to this who may not have ever had this experience before so the studio it was um it was a nice size it was a decent size it wasn't very small or anything like that and um oh so you know I don't know what the technical terms are but you know they had like this board thing where the computers are and they had all these buttons and knobs and the engineer was there and like all this stuff was just out they had a couple of keyboards in the back and they had like this place where you can sit that was um, along this table and there were keyboards on top and so the producer was sitting there and he was playing the the, uh, keyboard so that they can find I don't know the note or whatever that they were trying to hit and so I came set around you know I walked around and then like off to the side there was the boot the door to the booth and it was all dark so I didn't even get to see inside of the booth actually the first time it was just too dark and my friend she was in there singing but I couldn't see her and then she stepped out like, hey. <laughs> you know but um I couldn't see so I didn't get to see inside the booth the first time the next time I went inside the booth so I was like oh this is amazing. But they ended up taking us to see the A room. And I guess that's where like bigger artists go. I'm not sure how it works. But in that room, like it was a huge room with and it had all the instruments laid out ready for people to come in there. I mean, that room was at least three times the size, three, four times the size of the room that I was in. However, I was still happy to be there. I was just excited because I had never been. So it was still magical to me, no matter which room they put me in. As long as someone was singing and I could write and I could be there, it was great. And that is when you know that you are doing the right thing for you. When that moments of joy and happiness just coincide together. And it might be the hardest thing that you've ever done stepping into. It might be you know, something so far out of your wheelhouse. But when you have moments like that, you're like, this is where I belong. Yeah, and I actually try to prepare myself for it too. Crazy thing was that, okay, so as a songwriter, right, you have to give away what you've written. Mm -hmm. And mind you, I've never given away anything that I've written because I've barely shared anything that I've written, especially not publicly. So in order to break the ice on that, I went to an open mic. And I said, for my birthday, I'm going to go to a couple years ago. I'm going to go to an open mic. I'm going to get this out, give it away. And like, you don't know how people are going to receive it. You don't know how many people are in the crowd. You don't know what's going to happen. And I just said, okay, I'm going to do this because I think it'll take me closer to being okay with giving it away. Cause that was another problem that I had. The reason that I wasn't giving it away or sharing it was cause I didn't want somebody to just take it and, you know, act like it was theirs. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, but in songwriting, that's really all it is, is you're giving it to an artist that's going to sing it and it becomes theirs. So I had to find a segue to get to the other side. So I went, I started doing open mics and the first one, I, I'm a, no, we're not, I'm a nervous reader. So if I'm nervous, I read really fast. And so I was trying to just keep in my head, like, slow down Hattie just don't go they need to be able to hear what you're saying so so but when I got up there I was so nervous even these make me nervous I'm like you know my heart goes faster I'm just like okay 
But when it's my own work, like if I had to get up in front of people, right, and just tell them some instruction stuff or just be like, hey, this is what's going on, whatever, whatever, I could do it, no problem. But when it's something that I've written and it's my own personal work, no, it's completely different. I'm like, mm, I thought I was going to do it, but I don't know. <laughs> well, because every piece that you share of something that you've done is like sharing a piece of your soul. It feels like that, like, and then you just don't know, you know, if people, you know, cause, okay. So the first time, or maybe the second time, like when, when, when I was introduced and like people clapped or whatever, it was like, are they clapping because I'm up here and they're just like, yeah, that we heard you. Okay. Let's next. Or are they clapping because they're like, oh, that was nice. No, great job. Right. It came off more like the first one. So it was just like, uh, you know, and so I really after the after the second time, I really didn't want to do it again. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done here. I did what I what I was what I set out to do. I could scratch it off the list. I've done it. Cool. I'm over it. But then the pandemic happened. Okay. Switch to Instagram. Right. So now it's, you know, or the open mic switch to the lives on Instagram. And that was more comfortable for me because I wasn't on anybody's stage. Even if there are hundreds of eyes or 20 tens of eyes or whatever, I can't see them. <laughs> I only see right. one person looking back at me. So I'm okay. <laughs> and I and uh, the lives are way better for me. And it's a new way to see it. Yes, there are more eyes watching you and yeah. more people, but you're not getting that instant feedback. It might right. be happening via DM or a comment on the live or I really love that yeah. person. Hattie's work is just for me, you know. Yeah, you can see in the comments, like the little hearts, the fire. I was like, okay, I this I can, you know, it was better for me. <laughs> it was better for my anxiety. So I, it was good. Sorry, we got coffee shop vibes going on in here. <laughs> no worries. You're good. Uh, at home coffee shop, warming up the coffee. <laughs> Always a fun, entertaining moment here. Um, but those are the moments. And have you found that the more that you're able to step out, the more that you're willing to share more of what you creatively do? Yes. I have, I, because um, as a songwriter, I'm not a singer. Like, I don't sing. The only place I sing is right here in my house. <laughs> like, you will not catch me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't go and be like, oh, this is my new profession. I'm a singer. You know, hand me the mic. No, 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 no. So that is a challenge as a songwriter, because you have to be able to convey to the artist what, you, what you're trying to do. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I had to get more comfortable with like I can't sing but do you get what I'm where I'm trying to go with this okay cool like you know and let that be that now that has been way harder than just writing and then reading it in front of someone so but I'm still working on it I'm getting better That's a little awesome. bit at a time but I'm getting better what is your favorite style of music to write my I favorite style of music to write traveling into like different genres things like that. Have you found one that you like absolutely love to connect with right now? 
Um, so I really dabble in different genres because I love music just period and all types of genres. So I'm, I guess, I, I don't know what my genre is really just because I have, I mean, I guess like Neo Soul probably just because I love listening to it. So, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Cause I, I have country songs. I have rock songs. I have gospel songs. I have little raps. <laughs> I have all sorts of stuff. So I don't know. I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't really put myself in any box. I just write. And whatever comes to you, whatever oh, vibe you're feeling, yep. just roll with it. And then also the other person, the person that's actually going to sing it, because there are a lot of songs where they have, you know, crossover between genres where it can be an R&B song, but it can easily be a country song. Mm-hmm. And usually convert to a rock song depending on, on the artist and how they perform the words. So funny enough, on my podcast, um, I have a new segment that I want to introduce next year. So it's ended for this year, but like for the uh, new season for next year, I have where I have a couple of lyrics and I'm letting artists choose which lyrics they want to sing. And then they sing it and they send it to me. And that way I have different interpretations of the words that I've written without me ever saying how I would have done it or how it sounds in my head. And that's something that I want to get into so I can see, because I'm, I'm always curious as to how people interpret it. Like, I want to know. <laughs> and it, it's been fun. It's been interesting. That is so neat. That flips the whole idea on its head. Because, yeah. you know, as a songwriter or writer, you go in with this intention of, you know, this is how I envision it. You're sort of like this the first person behind the scenes of creating this environment and aspects for this song and then you're like okay here are the words take a look at it yeah now tell me what you'll do yeah you hear it yeah so it's been fun like um because when I originally stepped into this new role as a songwriter I didn't know anything and and because of like how everything happened, because everything kind of happened quick. I I didn't know what a PRO was. I didn't know what an IPI was. I didn't know all like the business side of it because when the first song that I did um, that I collaborated with, with my friend ended up, um, it's going to be on Netflix. So I had to do all this stuff before that happened and I'm just like oh my god I don't know and then it was the top of the pandemic I moved states and I had to figure all this out so I was just like okay look y'all gonna have to work with me for one second I need to know I'm not I'm not uh educated enough on this to make these type of decisions so hastily like I need to look I need to read I need to be informed so I just went out and just got as much information as I could I found somebody that I thought um was speaking clearly enough that I could understand everything that they were saying and a lot of they were giving out a lot of good information um so it was that's how I had to do it and I found them on Instagram YouTube I read a lot and I just went from there and then of course I researched like the PRO that you know put them against each other all that kind of stuff so everything happened fast but slow enough that I had time to educate myself and get um, other people's opinions and advice to figure out what would work best for me and what I needed to do next. So it's 
it's been interesting. So I couldn't, and, and then making the connections on the other side with not just being, you know, writing for like one person, but getting myself in other collaborative situations, that has been a challenge, especially like this, you know, so um, where it, you're meeting people online. So that has been a challenge, which is why I created this and did it the other way, because I'm like, this will be easy, like not easier, but maybe this will work. So I was, this wasn't working, this wasn't working, this wasn't working. So I'm like, what else? What else can I think of? And I just went from there. Let's try something new. First of all, congrats on getting a song onto a Netflix show. That oh, is, thank you. That is incredible. You know, thank like hitting the ground running, you were going with it. You're like putting yourself out there from the very beginning when you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to share anything when I first started writing. And now you're like, oh, by the way, I have a song on a Netflix show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it just happened to be in a story of like how everything kind of happened all rut, like why I had to move fast and just figure it out as I was going. And then, you know, how I got to the place that I'm at now. Did you find that reaching out to people in the industry or did you when you were at this place of, I don't know the business side of it, I don't want to get screwed out of licensing fees or, you know, I want my value to be shared from this experience. Did you reach out to other songwriters or other artists? I know you said you found information and were diving into it online but did you have any conversations with people who are like how in the world do I go about this like I just got this offer what do I do um so my friend actually I kind of just trusted her and well not kind of I just trusted her I did whatever she you know it was her song it was her singing so I just went with however she was going right and then the other information that I got Tammy Luttrell was a huge um what's the word I'm looking for? Influencer, I guess you can say, or source for me. She was a huge resource for me for information. She has been phenomenal. Like she puts out really good content. And um, then I did a one-on-one with her um, to be able to talk about where I was going, what I was doing. Cause really I haven't done too much as far as like connecting with other artists and putting out more songs and stuff like that, because I really wanted to learn the business side first before I just start putting out all this stuff and not know you know okay now what right so I wanted to and as a you know I have a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit I guess you could say so I needed to know how the business worked and that's where my thought process was in the beginning I'm like okay yes I can write I've never been worried about whether or not I can write I just need to know how to apply myself and what I need to do in order to be able to focus on writing so you know basically getting all your ducks in a row on the business side so that I can be free to move creatively however I want and that's where my mind was so I um reached out to Tammy Latrell to get more information um followed her and BMI because that's the PRO that I went with and reached out to them had conversations with um people over there just to like answer any questions that I had and everything like that And obviously I went on their website and read every single piece of whatever they put out so I can see if it was a good fit against ASCAP and everything like that. So that's how I made my decision and how I got information. 
that sounds like information overload. Mix that with, you said, moving different states. Yes. And I know how it is. On top of the pandemic. Yeah, on top of a pandemic where you can't have all these meetings face-to-face. You're doing Zoom meetings. You're trying to collaborate with people on Instagram Live, send in DMs, and hoping that it connects and somebody sees it in the general folder of that they just happen to open and like, Hey, I've got a song. Will you, will you take a listen? And it hasn't even been that far for me. It's more so I need someone to sing the songs because I don't sing. (laughs) So it hasn't even been to the point where I have a new song. It's more so like, okay, where, how did, how do you do this? How do you get into a collaborative work? How do you, how do you showcase that you're a writer? How do you do that? Like, for me as a songwriter, like other, okay, so there are a lot of singer songwriters, right? Where they write and they sing. So they're able to showcase their talent more easily because they can sing. For me, it's been a struggle trying to figure out, okay, I'm a writer. If you look on my Instagram, perhaps, you know, for to say, you'll see things that I've written, right? But it doesn't necessarily showcase easily for people to understand that I'm a songwriter or that I write songs or that I can write a song. So that's what's been um, the struggle or the the learning curve I have to deal with and try to figure that part out so that I can get good at that part. And that's where I'm at right now. So it's more so the collaborative efforts and like in the connections and meeting with other people and just seeing them. So I love watching other people's lives where they're being creative right there on the spot. And I'm like, I just can't I want to be in a room with people and we're just writing and they're just playing music and you're trying to figure out harmonies and melodies and all this stuff like I want to be in that space and I was just like you know what if I can't get there I'm gonna have to create it for myself I'm just gonna have to build people around you know find people and reach out to people and just do it for myself and that's pretty much how everything kind of happens over on this side because Cause I, you know, I don't have the, um, I don't have the connects on the other side. So I just have to start where, start where I am with what I have and what I have is a pen <laughs> and some paper, pen and paper. And, and then, <laughs> you know, so, and that's, that's how everything gets started over here. And I believe this is key for anybody, you right. know, like if you're starting a new venture if you're even like high up in something, you still have to get that collaborative effort and mm-hmm. find those people that help push you forward yes. and help keep you creating and inspire you. Maybe it's in the same field, maybe it's not in the same field, but as like for songwriters, maybe it's reaching out to a bunch of different ones across the board and being like, hey, right. I'm completely new to this. Um, I'm willing to help provide you value. Can you help me? Like, this is where I'm at right now. And I know with artists and I was doing photography there for a while, it's probably the same way. Whereas you're, when you're the new kid on the block, they're like, Oh no, somebody's going to try to steal my clients or they're going to try to steal my work. But there are people out there who help build other people up and create that space where it's not a competition game, where everybody is going, you know what, there's enough pieces of the pie for all of us. 
Yes. And I'm trying to get better. You you said still your work. And I've been trying to get better with like that idea of just. So for me as an entrepreneur, right, I have like really big ideas and dreams and visions and things that I want to execute on. And like for a lot of people, they like focus on one thing, try to do this one thing. And I'm like, listen, that's not how my mind works. I wish that, you know, I don't know if I even wish that, but what you're saying just doesn't work for me. I have to be doing all these different things in order to creatively be just well-rounded for me, you know, for my peace of mind. So thinking about like, if I have an idea, right. And I start talking to you about this idea, cause I'm super excited. And everybody's like, no, 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 no. Somebody could steal it. Listen, if they're going to steal it, they're going to do what they're going to do their way. That, that has nothing to do with me. And that's kind of like how I tried to just stay right there because there are a thousand, there, I won't even say a thousand, there are thousands of people doing the same thing. But until you put your touch on it, it doesn't matter. It's, you know what I'm saying? So I, I don't really get too wrapped up in whether or not someone is going to steal it. If they're going to steal it, apparently they needed it more than me. Go ahead, do what you got to do. Like, you no, know, you. In order to like save myself peace of mind, because I don't want to be wrapped around what somebody else is doing so much that I, it paralyzes me from doing what I need to do next. Like I can't have that hold that fear of, oh, this person is gonna steal it. Okay, I'll I'll make sure not to say like just be out there doing whatever, but make sure you have things aligned so if someone steals it, you're prepared. Like if it's you know something that obviously if they stole it, it would damage you or something like that hurt you right. in those kind of ways but like other than just like ideas and concepts and um business ideas like there's a what thousands of burger joints you can go anywhere you know what I'm saying a whole bunch of people make burgers so you're not going to make a burger because this person decided to put a patty between two buns like no you're still going to do it because <laughs> your sauce is going to be different <laughs> And there is still a line at In-N-Out and there's still a line at Whataburger and there's still a line at McDonald's and there's still a line at the local burger shop. And that just goes back to finding your tribe. There's going to be people that like what you do and, and think that you do it well enough for them to keep coming back. And that's it. And that's where I'm at right now. I need to find my tribe. <laughs> Preach it, Hattie. Like you've got the mentality right there. <laughs> I feel it. It's right there. Don't lose it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so Don't much. Lose that mentality when you're talking about stealing your work. Um, yeah. It reminded me of Austin Kleon's book that's called Steal My Work. I oh, believe, I believe it's called Steal My Work. If I remember uh -huh. right. Um, if you have a chance to read it, go read it. It's very inspiring. Like that's what he like. His whole goal was like, go ahead, steal it. You know, what's it going to do to, you know, here's my spend. What can you do? Right. He, exactly. And that's, and that's just the whole thing. Capitalism, like that's, that's everywhere. You can't go anywhere and, and have, I won't even say that ideas aren't even original, but it's a spinoff of something, uh, you know, it came from somewhere. So that's my take. That's my take on it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I could talk on and on about this with creative because like I'm the same way as you you yeah. know like I've done photography I've played around with art I yeah. do motivational speaking and then in free time 
I'm picking up wood on Facebook Marketplace and telling my boyfriend, hey, we got a new project. I want a new coffee table. Come help me. You, you saw that roping? Hey, we have a new project. <laughs> that's, that's the one right there. Yeah. I had to uh I had to get way better at that with my husband and stop doing it. I'm like, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, it's us because you know, you chose me, I told you we're together in this thing. So technically it's always us you know but I've been I've been so much better throughout the years you know than just like pulling him in I've learned that he has his thing and I have my thing and you know he can be supportive on this side without having to do anything necessarily um because like you were saying like I still have all these things right so yes I'm a writer Yes, I'm entering, you know, trying to take my writing. I'm trying to see where my writing can take me. I don't want to limit myself to just books. So yes, I published and I intend to publish more. And, uh, but I wanted to see about music. I wanted to see just where I could go with it. Writing has to be more than just books, obviously. So, which is how I got to the game. Because I was, so I was like, okay, this could do that. But outside of that, then I have, you know, romance planning because I love all things about love like I just I just love it and so being able to display that in a grand gesture right then I have like my kids and I like room transformations and transforming their room to whatever I want it to be and working with my hands and and, I'm moving my hands all over the place (laughs) but like keeping my hands busy helps with freeing up space in my mind to like create new ideas so even like my investor job so I have a nine to five that I do Mm-hmm. while I'm converting these dreams into reality. Um, so I do have an investor job and it allows me to have so many ideas because I'm just typing. I'm just typing all day. So my mind is like, oh, I done created like seven songs. I done wrote 12 poems in between working because I'm like, oh, oh. And then I'll write it all to the side. So I always keep a pen and pad very close, very close at all times. It's important. Uh, voice memo is important. Because even though I can't sing, I do have to catch the melody of the things that I do think of. And then uh, as far as the game goes, like, I, I just, I'm excited to just see where all these different talents can take me. And instead of keeping anything to myself now, I'm like, if I think about it, I'm, I'm doing it. Like, I'm not even going to overthink it. I'm just going to go. And so that's what happened. I love it. And when you overthink things, it puts you in the state of paralysis. Yeah. And you're just stopping. You're like, well, should I, should I not? But you've had this space of like, share it, share it, share it. And you've mentioned this card game and I want to dive into this because I saw a couple of the cards on TikTok and oh, on yeah. Instagram. And let's, let's tell the audience a little bit more about this game. So what was okay. the inspiration behind making it? What's the title of it? Give us a little backstory. Okay. So Let's start from the beginning. There is a poet. So all these lives that I've been telling you about, right? That I do these open mics. Obviously I listen to the other poets that come on there. And I actually caught this poet. He goes by yours truly, um, poetry on Instagram. And he did a piece about lotion, but it was like, you didn't know it was about lotion until he got to the end. And I'm like, look, this was about some lotion. Okay. Okay, 
that's cool. That was real cool. I was like, I like it. I like it. And so I wanted to challenge myself. I'm like, can I write like that? Like, can I, I don't pay attention to how I write. I just write whatever comes mm-hmm. to my mind. I'm not paying attention to like, if it's full of similes and metaphors and all that, I'm not paying attention to that. I literally just write what comes to my mind and then I'm done with it. Like, you know, and that's just how it, how it has always been for me. I don't think about tenses and all that. I don't think about it, you know, cause that's some school pause, stuff, right? Pause right there. So all these English teachers that had us analyze poetry and find the metaphors and find the similes. And you're saying, I don't even, I just write what comes to mind. I, and and it, it was in this moment that I realized that, like, it's crazy, right? Cause it was in this moment that I realized like, oh my goodness. Cause I think even my friend was like, I need a metaphor for it. And I was thinking to myself like, oh shoot. And I felt like, I felt really dumb at this point. I'm just gonna say it like that because it's true. I was like, metaphor, oh shoot, metaphor, oh. Oh, oh, because I'm like, I don't know if I can write a metaphor. What is my, you know, I'm like, I literally do not think about it. I just write. And so after hearing him, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to try this. And I just picked something in my house. I'm sitting on the couch and what was right in front of me? A TV. So I said, forget it. I'm going to write about this TV. And I wrote, I read it to somebody. They was like, oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> that was nice, right? So then I did it the next week. So the weeks are, uh, the lives are uh, once a week, right? Mm-hmm. So the next week I go back, I read my, you know, my piece about the TV and it get good reviews and everybody's liking it. So I said, oh, okay, what else can I do with this, right? I love playing games. Guessing games are my thing. I like games of all kinds, but more particularly word games. I just like them, whatever, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I wrote another one. My friend said, well, can you do one about a cookie? I said, sure. <laughs> so I wrote about a cookie. And then my mom was like, well, will you do one about a car? This guy's like, will you do one about a couch? I'm like, okay. So now I'm just writing these particular kinds of poems, right? And uh, so I said, okay, what can I do with this? Like, really, what can I do with this? And I just started writing. I said, I already write kind of short. Like my poems aren't like, 13 minutes long. So so I can condense it, right? And I just got pen and paper and I just started writing words and like looking up words and just started writing about each one. I would I would pick a word, I would Google the definition, then I would Google its uses, and then I would make, then I would write about it and figure, you know, to make it fall in line with the suggestiveness, uh-huh. but being completely innocent. <laughs> like you know so and that's how the game got started okay and this game is called the game is called oh that's nasty but is it okay and and it comes in like this little pouch that says oh that's nasty but is it oh no because it's like it's really not you know and there's you know similar games out like dirty minds and stuff like that um but this is my own rendition of what I came up with for myself. So it comes, you know, it's a little deck, um, comes with about 50 cards or so. It has instruction cards and we can get into one. Yeah. Or let's two or one. three. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay, cool. So hmm, I'm going to start. This is like my favorite one. So I'm going to start with it. 
Okay. So basically what will happen is you just read the clue. You want them to guess the word that's at the top of the card and that's how it goes. So I'll read this clue. Okay. You'll put in the D, the shorter version of me. Everyone knows I'm good for holding your meek. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I'll read it again. I'll read okay, it again. Let's try it. You'll put in the D, the shorter version of me. Everyone knows I'm good for holding your meat. A grill? You want the answer? Yeah, let's hear the answer. My mind's a blank. <laughs> Refrigerator. Um. See, because when you put in the D, it turns into fridge, but yeah. there's no D in the actual word. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let's try one more. Let's see. It. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Here we go. We'll do this one. <clears throat> well, we're, when we're alone in the dark, you hold me firm and tight. I can be long, but I'm always hard. In your hand, I always fit. Hmm. That in your hand, it all, or I always fit. That's the part. Oh. It's like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, my mind's going to the bed. See, 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 yeah, yeah. Keep your, keep it innocent. I'll read it <laughs> one more time. <laughs> when we're alone in the dark, you hold me firm and tight. I can be long, but I'm always hard. In your hand, I always fit. Is it a flashlight? Yes, it is a flashlight. See, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this game would be so much fun. So do you guys play with like groups of people at parties and things like that or one yeah, other so person? The game is great for, um, the game is great for, you know, parties obviously and like, uh, especially virtual because the whole thing about being able to guess if you have one host and they read the cards and people guess. But ideally, when I created the game, I was thinking about couples. So even like in some of the ways to play, like it is tailored to couples. So with bets and dares that you place before you start playing, you know, hey, you gotta remove you don't get this right, you know. <laughs> you need to spice up Yeah, because it was funny enough, this all got done around my birthday. And I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to show you. Like, when, so, okay, so around my birthday, I always get, like, weird, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, am I better than I was last year? Have I done more? And because my dreams are so big, I'm always comparing like trying to figure out what where could I have been better whatever right so this birthday I was like no I'm executing on every idea and this one was at the top and so I actually this is the very first like how it looked in the beginning like this is me writing it in the beginning just you know a little thing to actually having you know what I'm saying like the actual part you've got yeah, the green for it. yes to have like the entire vision come to life like it felt so good just seeing it all happen because 
you just never know what you know what's going to happen getting the right vendor making sure that the cards look good that they slide you know all those kind of things and then so and then I had this vision because I'm like okay as a as as a romance planner it's got to look a certain kind of way like it's yeah, got it's to gotta fall have in line feel. yep right it's got to fall in line with who I am as a creative and so I'm like it has to come in these nice little sexy little satin bags with you know oh that's nasty and then I love when people customize because then it reads like oh that's nasty you know what I'm saying oh yeah. that's nasty Bobby and then you turn around <laughs> like, is it you know <laughs> so it's like it's like you're talking to them and I was like, can we make this happen? And I call up my, uh, my business partner and I'm like, listen, she's, she is, she's a great mentor. And I, yeah. anytime I have an idea, I call her up right away. Like, Hey, can we do? So she's my rope in person. I rope her into everything. I'm like, yep. Hey, we, we need to make this happen. Can we do this? So she is actually the one that creates these bags, but like, um, but having it to where it like speaks to you, you know what I'm saying? So right. like, the whole look, everything's got to just fall in line. And it came out, I mean, it came out amazing. And I just, lo- I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's here. Right. It's, I you know, it came from this little piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. So I could literally track like everything and how it first started. So when I started writing to having like, oh my goodness, over 20 pieces of paper of like these little sections of words and like how it was to like the first little um, demo piece, right? To actually have in the game. So it's just, it's just been so great. It, it makes me smile. Cause I'm just like, okay, we did this thing. We did this thing. What else can I do? And so my mind is just, what else can I do? I love it. And you've completed a lot of this stuff. During this year, a year where uh, many have been forced to like reinvent the wheel and some have gotten paralysis and stopped creating. And then you've decided yourself not to be a victim of 2020. And oh, definitely. I love it. I'm <laughs> so happy for you. Thank you. So Thank happy you. for you. This game sounds amazing. I'm <laughs> Thank you these for gifts and yeah funny yeah I love it um what has been one of the biggest blessings of this year for you I think that um outside of just good health and you know waking up and my kids are happy and everybody over here is happy outside of that deciding to turn writing into a profession because I've been doing it for so long. I was afraid to share in the beginning. I didn't want to give up my free, my freedom. And my mom would push me so much, like legit, I swear, for like a year. My mom called me every single day and asked me if I had published. And I'm like, no, because I don't, that's not the thing I want to share with the world. I want to do events. I'm great at, you know, organizing things and running the back, like being in front of the camera is not really my thing. Um, I work very well behind it, like making mm-hmm. executing on ideas. So I'm really good at that. And so that's the thing I wanted to share with the world. I thought that would be my thing, you know, planning events, small, intimate things, which is how I got my business because I do romantic gestures for couples. So like date nights, anniversaries, small weddings, I do weddings under 30, which 
that was even before the pandemic. Like my whole vision was always be in, like intimate. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, and I told my mom, like, that's not what I want to give to the world. You know, she's like, but you have to, because you're so great. Like you, do, you shouldn't keep that to yourself. So finally I had, I lost all of my writing when I moved to Georgia. I've lost everything because I had left it there. Everybody told me, you know, it was going to be good. Then it wasn't. When I went back to go get it, everything was gone. Like I had a big black uh, garbage bag, like the old ones filled with, cause I would just write in the, uh, in the notebook and just throw it in there. So it was full. All of it was gone. And I actually was going to not even write. I'm like, what's the point? I don't read it to people anyway. And everything was gone. And I always said, if I ever did publish, there was this one poem in there and it was called A Father's Love. And I was going to publish that one first if I ever did. And it's gone now. So apparently I'm not going to publish. I only took a few notebooks with me when I moved down to Georgia. So I gathered what I had. I typed every single thing up and saved it. So now it's in a lot of places that way. If I ever lose it, I have a dip, you know, I've got a backup to a backup to make sure, like, I'm like, I, that can never happen again. <laughs> I got to make sure, you know, so right. when my mom called me, I did not even tell her. She was like, when are you going to publish? I'm like, no, mom, I keep telling you, I'm not, gonna do, that's not my thing. Finally, I'm like, forget it. I typed everything up. I created a book and I, you know, I pulled pieces together that I thought went together and I did everything. I did everything in less than two weeks. I I got the imaging, put it all together. The editing is not great. Let me just tell you, it's not. I just did it to do it so that I didn't have to dedicate a book to her. I wanted her to be alive, you know? So the first page just says, because my mom wouldn't stop whining. Like, here you go. Like the next time she called me, she called me and when are you going to pop? It's on Amazon. Thank you. And bye mom. Like, oh, you can no. get it on <laughs> by now with one click. That's right. And so my mom was like, are you serious? I'm like, yep. She's like, why didn't you tell me? I am telling you right now. Yeah, That's what I like, did it. <laughs> exactly. So my husband was like, you published a book? <laughs> yep, I did. I sure did. I did everything. Like I didn't want anyone to, even with this, I wasn't telling anybody. I was just getting it done. Like, and I think I work best like that when I just get it done and then you see it. You know, because before, like I said, if you when you get so excited about something and you tell people your ideas, sometimes they try to shoot it down or or that won't work because or this won't. Now me, because I they tell me I have the gift of gab. So I get excited and I start talking a lot, like with people that I know, you know what I'm saying? With people that right. I know and yeah. like that. And it's easy for me because I'm excited about it. It's an idea that I've got and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what do you think? Like and they're like, that is a lot. And I'm like, you know what don't even worry about it and then I just go do my thing <laughs> and that's what happened and so my own business let me yeah, right up. Um, but those are, the, those are the key things you know like having those people in your life that continue to push you in yes. ways that you didn't think were possible before and then it forces you to get in the space to actually do it Yep. It's incredible. And now you know that you can do it and that pushes you to go even further with it. Exactly. So with, with that being said, deciding to pursue writing as a profession has been the unlock and the greatest decisions that I've made of 2020. And I'm very happy that I made it. And now I'm venturing off into all these things and I don't let anything stop that vision or that goal. So 
it is not the thing that I thought I would ever do. I never, never even thought I would share publicly. I never thought that people were going to hear things that I've written. None of that. And so now that is 2020 and, and, you know, it's in December at that and looking at all the things that I've, you know, fighting all those insecurities, even now, like I started Vlogmas on uh, YouTube to get out of my comfort zone because I don't like being in a camera that much that I was like, you know, no. Vlogmas is doing this every day. All right, here I go. I'm gonna challenge myself. Like, and I just keep challenging myself. Like every turn I get, every chance I get to be better, every chance I get to challenge myself and really put myself out there, I just take it. And um, so really thanks to my mom, Thanks to yours truly for inspiring me to, you know, create the game. Thanks to my mom for pushing me as a writer to, uh, you know, get myself out there to be able to be here right now. So that was the greatest thing of 2020. That is amazing. I am so happy for you. Thank you. I'm happy that you decided to embark on this adventure. Thank you so much. So happy that you stepped out. So happy that we connected like so many levels. I love it. Uh, where can we find more info about you, Hattie? What's your Instagram, TikTok, website? Okay. Yeah, so on Instagram, on all social media platforms, you can find me at HattieB underscore writing. Um, my podcast is, you know, A Lyrical Journey with Hattie B underscore writing. Um, on Facebook, if you type in Hattie B underscore writing, it's the with words page, but the same thing youtube tiktok linkedin all those social media platforms you can find me at hattie b underscore writing and then for the game and uh for inspired creations it's inspiredcreations.com which is spelled differently because it just speaks to who i am and it's n-s-p-i-r-e-d-k-r-i the number eight i-o-n-s.com and that's how you can order the game it comes in two ways um, you can either get the, you know, you can get your bag customized with your name or not. You can get the standard. And that's what I've got going on. That's, that's awesome, Hattie. For everybody listening, I will put all of the links in the show notes on Spotify and Apple. It will be at the top of the comments here on Facebook and on Instagram once we post it and on LinkedIn. So Thank you so much for joining us today, Hattie. Your story is so inspiring, not only to myself, but to so many who are listening to this. I wish you the best continued collaboration, continued success on finding that tribe. And I know so many people are going to be connected to your story and just hit you up and be like, I need her in my life. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for inviting me here and having me. This has been a great experience and it's been great talking to you. Wonderful. Well, thank you all so much for listening and watching today's episode of Coffee with Bobby and Hattie at Hattie B. Wrighton underscore Wrighton. Um, I will talk to everybody next time and I hope you guys all have an amazing day. Take care. Bye guys. Bye.